I'm Jay Mac. And I'm Jess. And you're listening to Base Code Podcast. G'day, g'day. We're back. Oh, you did it. Yep. It's always like a chicken of like who's going to go first, you know, like a game of chicken. Yeah. I can see from Zoom, like we're just kind of both staring at each other like who's who's gonna say who's gonna say the intro yeah and and i think i've mentioned it before but i never say i don't think i ever say g'day in real life and certainly not g'day g'day but for some reason when i'm starting this thing i just want to say it <laughs> whatever i did say i i do say like in life yeah you're, so you're more consistent i rarely say things that i don't say if that makes sense you know what i'm saying no. <laughs> it's like it's like i get into podcast mode there and i'm like podcast personality what's that say something weird yeah i'm also like too tired to even know anymore fair enough <laughs> i guess that's uh yeah do, do you want to mention the reason why you're tired and i think oh yeah of course i remember now like where we were last time it was pre-izzy, pre-izzy so yeah. our our first um spawn isabella rose Born. and she's four months um old last friday and adorable yes you know oh no i mean i shared it like you know the dad jokes the dad geek jokes like you know now running serverless and like all that copy stuff way back when she was born yeah copy paste shirts yeah <laughs> it like totally i got totally retargeted on that i was i've barely been on facebook but of course you know we have her and family wants to see her and it's just so easy just to share it once yeah on there you know, I I share most things on Twitter, even some personal stuff like, you know, I don't think it's a big deal. But um, I mean, I definitely limit it because people are there for the tech. But yeah, I think it's good to be human every now and then and get a window. Oh, definitely. And I like how you kind of often do it like as a weekend thing as well. It's like. Exactly. Yeah. And it's intentional. It's intentional. Like people don't want to, you know, necessarily like the people that are following me. I didn't get those followers because I tweet about like what I made for dinner, Yeah. you know. So, but I think on the weekend, especially, yeah, it's totally acceptable to like, hey, I went to this park or I rode this bike or here's a picture of me and Izzy or hey, I'm doing some woodworking. Like you should have a life. And I think that's important. Yeah, for sure. So what's it like having a newborn in COVID times? Like like visiting like family members and all that, is it? Yeah, yeah. No, we, we masks, you know, very strict about washing hands. Like if they've, if the grandparents have traveled, which they do, there's other you know grandchildren in the family so like yeah we kind of wait a week or whatever you know and yeah so so yeah that that piece absolutely yeah for, i mean for me like personally like i was already at home pretty much all the time anyway yeah so yeah cool and you know she happened like eight i mean she, we tease almost that she was a covid baby like because it seems like you know, it. she was kind of <laughs> nine months into covid so like it wasn't like a big change at that point yeah i guess yeah I mean, I definitely got a COVID puppy, so. Oh, there you go. Nice. But, but yeah, as far as like life in general, though, like I definitely don't get as much done as I used to. Like, I think I, I tweeted that too. And How does it compare with what you expected, though? I think I, I do think somewhere in there I thought I would get more t- like especially when um, Ashley was on like maternity leave. I did think I would get more time for some reason. I, I seem to remember hearing some uh, some optimism from you about what you'd get done, and I'm like, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I it was. I thought, yeah, and I was even feeling like I was being prudent about how much I was going to get done. <laughs> like I, th- I thought I was being conservative. 
I thought I'd get like all those shift videos done and like yeah. like I was going to do a lot of work and I I literally think I did like none of it. Yeah. Cuz like the the free time that you do have, you're like recovering. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or you just you're doing basic stuff like yeah. taking a shower or making lunch, exactly. you know? Like and I get more distracted too. So even when I do come down to program, like I'll end up tweaking my lighting setup or like you know something that feels fun and kind of gets me motivated but then it's like then you hear crying and you're like oh god there goes that half hour if you're feeling fatigued you might naturally look at those like productive procrastination like yak shaving style things of like yeah yeah i need to do this because it's important and it's really your your brain going like i'm too fried to do something intense i'm normally pretty good about not getting like nerd sniped like that but but yeah, sometimes I'll be like, oh, I've, I never set up this, you know, extra camera lens. Let's mess with it. So I'm a, I'm a classic productive procrastinator. Really? Yeah. That's the only thing that kind of like bothers me is the memory of knowing that I was kind of like more productive. Yeah. Like, I mean, I used to, I used to make a list four or five tasks a day and not, not like simple stuff, like make lunch. You know, it was like you know, oh, you know, fix five shift bugs and, you know, build this automated thing and all this other stuff. And like, I'd get them done. And now I'm like, lucky if I get one of those. Yeah. And you time box them as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I think I'm pretty good about that in general and I'm still good about it, but now it's, the bar is way lower. Like, it's just like one thing today, you know? Yeah. But that's, that's reasonable. Like, that's to be expected. <laughs> oh, no, I'm happy. I've just had to, yeah, I've just kind of had to let go that, like, that's that was the past. That's the only thing that sometimes will frustrate me on occasion. Yeah. Like, work-related. Yeah. but it's like just not getting it done. Yeah. Speaking of time boxing, though, like, that was something that I feel like I didn't really do until, like, I heard you talk about it. Yeah. And I found that to be a really a really good tool for not procrastinating because if I know that I've set myself yeah. a limited amount of time to work on something, it's like my brain goes, oh, we better get it done then. Because I feel like my productive procrastination is often me wanting to build pressure so that I can get something done because I struggle to do things if there's no pressure. Mm. So Interesting. Yeah, I, that's just, you know, the way that my weird brain works. But yeah. Time boxing, it gives you that pressure of like, I got to get this done in the next 30 minutes. Yeah, and so the, the procrastination side of it goes away i don't yeah look for other things to do that are still important things to do but they were not what i sat down to do yeah there's all sorts of techniques for like of course managing your time or, or making sure you take breaks like the opposite of all that but yeah i feel like yeah i i don't think any of that's unique to me i think the thing that maybe i give the little twist on is it forces you to do the like intentionally naive thing right mm. like that's the part of it that might be a little more like J Mac ified, like the Yagni aspect. Yeah, we've at work lately we've been talking about um, building the skateboard version of something. Mm -hmm. um, I came from like some agile training we did where it's like you build the skateboard and then you build like the scooter and then the motorbike. Yeah, and the yeah, car you and work all up to the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that that metaphor always kind of is in the back of my mind these days. In time boxing to the point, you know, helps with that, I think. Yeah. I think if, if you're given an unlimited amount of time, like, of, of course, you're going to build, you know, you're going to want to build the Ferrari, yeah. right? Like, you know, the Maserati. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> awesome. I have actually, I just realized I have no idea what kind of car you drive. Like, these are weird things that you don't know about your internet friends. <laughs> Me? Yeah. 
I was actually carless until Izzy. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I lived in New York for two plus years. And I I sold my car, you know, when I moved. And when I came back, I I just never really replaced it. Did Ashley have one? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Ashley has one. So you had access yeah. to so, a And car. we just shared that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Totally. I mean, where I live, like kind of Midwest, you know, America, like you you have to have access to a car. Yeah. So. But when I first moved back, I mean, I, I guess I didn't have to. Like I took the bus, which wasn't awesome because like, again, not a super amount of like routes and not that you know great of a schedule nothing like the new york subway yeah Yeah, exactly not like the new york subway or bus system or (laughs) train system any of that so i love public transportation like you know and i rode my bike a lot yeah so i just bought one to the point and what is it uh it's a mazda cx5 it's kind of like a like a mid-sized probably a small suv i guess by american standards oh yeah i think another one yeah i think we have those over here it's just enough to be sporty which i like but it's you know it's still capable of maybe hauling something if i do pick up like some small logs or firewood you know woodworking stuff yep but yet comfortable enough that we can put the car seat in and still ride around and you know nice but yeah it was used i don't I don't ever really buy new. That's probably prudent, I'm guessing. I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, anyway random tangent. Yeah. Going back to working on stuff like the Maserati and everything, yep. like if you have an infinite amount of time, like that's something else that, you know, speaking of kind of time in general that, you know, I don't know why, but like I feel bad when I hear people that like say, oh, we've been working on this thing for like a year and a half, you mm. know, and I'm just like. Oh, it like pains me. I'm just like, oh, I'm like, launch that thing. I don't care what state it's in. Yeah. Like launch now. Yeah. It's so hard though. I know. I, I get it. But I think I'd, I'd have to dig this up. But I tweeted a long time ago, probably three, four years ago, that like until you have a deadline, like an actual deadline, not like marketing wants to launch in two weeks not one of those i'm talking like you have like an event that if you don't get that out the door you miss the whole point of what you've been working on Mm -hmm. right so real example for me which taught this is you know several years ago i built um, ios applications and one of them was for march madness which is a college basketball tournament Mm -hmm. march madness starts in march (laughs) i can't deliver the thing in april right so like and you got to allow two weeks for approval process from Apple and like, you know, all this stuff. And it's just kind of like you could not procrastinate. It forces you to make real choices and like let you learn what you can get away with. And so to the point of time boxing and like what actually need like Yagni, like what you actually need to build. Like, I don't think you really learn that until you have like a true deadline that it's like make or break the product. I wonder, like, how you can find those deadlines, though, because, like, March Madness is kind of an external deadline. If you've just sure. come up with a random idea, yeah, how do you, like, how do you get a deadline around that, though? Like, it's always going to be a bit Well, you do the whole, right? like, you do the whole MVP or, like, you know, what is it? Simple, clean, fun or whatever. Or... Minimum lovable slice, I think, is my favorite. <laughs> Oh, there you go. Yeah, whatever whatever you like to call it. But yeah, whatever the minimal is the point. Minimal's in most of them, right? Mm-hmm. Like whatever the minimal clean thing is, right? Yeah. 
you got to force yourself to find that, which is which is a challenge on its own. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be hard to kind of say what it is, you know, unless you had like a concrete example, right? Well, I mean, I do. I have started okay, a new it. side project because that's what developers do. Um, nice. And I've been using it myself now for a few months and I'm loving it. I don't know if anyone else would get any enjoyment out of it. Do you want to give us like me and the audience at this point, like any info or is it, yeah, is no, it secret? No, it's not, it's not secret. It's, I just haven't shared it because I'm like, I don't know if anyone else is interested in this. Um, sure. But I am, so. But to the point of kind of where we stumbled into this, like, are you adding more features? Are you not launching it because you feel like it's not done? Do you feel like it's too gross to launch? Like what, what's preventing the all, launch? All of the other above, than... really. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then let's let's use the last part of this episode to diagnose and see if we can find the mvp okay. launchable thing so i think i mentioned a while ago i'm a fan of bullet journaling kind of like some offhand tweet by matt Stauffer made me go like what's bullet journaling and if you don't know what it is look it up bulletjournaling.com it's basically just a technique for using a notebook to do like a to-do list kind of thing um okay. but it provides some structure around it that i really needed because my previous paper to to-do lists were a bit messy we'll link to all the stuff in the show notes yeah, of course. Yeah. So I wanted to create a digital version of it. And right off the bat, creating a to-do list app is like the worst thing to do as like a side project. It's great to do as like a hobby for learning about things, but like the sure. world has way too many of them and the world doesn't need any more of them. So with that said, I built a to-do list app. <laughs> build a to-do app in Alpine JS. Yeah. Well, it started off in Livewire because I wanted to play with Livewire. The other day, I changed it to Inertia because... Because why not? Cause why well, because why not? Yeah. There were some things about the UI, though, that I felt like I really needed Vue to do it, like, to create the user experience that I wanted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but We've already... We're already way past the MVP, by the way. Yeah, of Just course. Yeah. You know. The the idea with it, like, at its heart, the main part of it is called the daily log. And okay. it's effectively shows you, like, um, the dates, and you can add to-do, like, to-do items to the current date. Sure. But it only shows you the last five days and it fades away. Ooh. And the goal is to like, some of the things about paper bullet journaling, journaling that I love is that as you turn the page, the things you haven't done kind of fade away. So I wanted to like recreate that digitally. The idea that if you don't get around to something, it probably wasn't that important. And if you want to bring something forward so it doesn't fade away, you've got to manually what's called migrate it. So you've got to push a button, migrate mm. it, and it brings it forward to today. But gotcha. your list can never get that overwhelming because it's always kind of just falling away. Yeah. So that's that's the heart of it. I mean, there's there's way more to it, but no. But I I think I think that's the point. So right there, you were like, hey, like there's way more to it. But you didn't really tell me the way more to it when you described the core pieces. So to the point of the MVP, what I would have done is found those core pieces mm -hmm. and kind of made three, four must-haves out of that. Maybe this fade away and Which is, migration does, yeah. are you know those are like the main things and then of course only a small amount of entries are visible at a time or whatever you know whatever the other mm -hmm. you know what are the core things that make it and it, it does all that the bullet list yeah, yeah exactly but then also what makes it sticky right like what's the point you're really trying to drive like obviously that is your core feature yeah i mean it's it's trying to capture some of the things that a paper journal inherently like the, the inherent limitations of a paper journal, it actually mm. tries to deliberately capture those because it's actually what makes it a pleasure to use. So Yeah, yeah. 
it does i mean yeah it sounds totally cool i think that you know just to the original exercise you know beyond just your to-do list example but like that's where i would have like slowed down and said okay bullet journal is awesome i could build this thing like super awesome and have cool transitions and use you know whatever the latest awesome you know thing is but like what are the core things i want to build and i would build those first and then i would i would probably try to share it with someone even if it was just like someone in slack or something privately like you and me like you could share with me and i could mess with it yeah true and it has it has like list sharing built in because you can create other lists so my partner and i have a shared shopping list on it it's that's cool it's pretty cool and just like not to get too off topic but my plan with it is to make it free and open source but if you want to use a hosted like a version that i host then it's a subscription sure yeah so i really like the model of like open source software and you know you should be able to see under the hood of the tools you use all that sort of stuff i just i love yeah take it and install it yourself and do whatever you want with it or but if you can't be bothered or don't know how then yeah absolutely so that's kind of the goal for it (laughs) Nice. And I was reignited. My, my passion for it was reignited recently when Laravel Spark came out, the new Spark, because I kind of was looking for a way to do the subscription billing. And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to hold off until yeah. Spark's released. And then Spark was released. And I'm like, yeah, now I can probably add the subscription billing side to this. So, yeah, that's a whole other like MVP thing <laughs> quickly. Like sometimes people ask me with Shift, like, do I use Spark or whatever? And yes is like kind of the ideal answer because <laughs> i would but it wasn't around when i first no. built shift like i think maybe there was some kind of open source alpha like that it was mentioned and i think i even asked taylor about it and he was like oh you could just use cashier for now so like i did mm. and uh so i've stuck with cashier but i haven't full-on adopted spark but as you know after we like built some of that subscription stuff a few months back like i wish that the billing portal separation was like again existed at that point in time yeah it's pretty nice yeah it's so it's super nice i would use it again as the kind if of if you were starting from scratch in an yeah. mvp world but yeah. like yeah i i wasn't at the time so point being you know sometimes you know you can't help but build you know some extra pieces you know maybe they don't exist or maybe they don't exist the way you need to use them so to speak yeah i do also have a a technical problem that I need help solving. I don't know if you want to talk about it now or save it. Finish. Is it related? Yeah, 100% related. All right. So I mentioned that I wanted it to be this open source thing. You could self-host, but also have a hosted version. Sure. I'm trying to work out how best to, because I don't want to like have the open source version have Spark as one of its dependencies and all that, because that seems silly. Mm, um, mm, gotcha. So I'm like, I kind of need a way that when I deploy it, it installs Spark or something. I want a way that I can work on the one repo make this thing cool and have a hosted version with Spark and then the but people mm-hmm. be able to install it without having to have Spark and all this other billing logic and all those things with it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, could you just like modularize that piece? I mean, yeah, I mean the fact separated that, enough. Yeah, the fact that Spark is a separate billing panel makes that yeah, side exactly. of it real easy. It's just all the little bits like, you know, the dependencies. Oh, because Spark gives you like some of the models or something maybe you use yeah there's yeah the, that's a good point yeah there's a thing there's a trait you add to the user model and then even just some of the logic like some yeah some billing specific logic that the open source one doesn't have any of those things yeah i'd probably like look into some kind of like gateway or adapter pattern where like i created a little bit of separation between yeah. the core app and then like that and maybe that separation can be replaced by something that's 
kind of like a null object in a way, right? For like the free version, like it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't really make any calls to do subscription-y stuff yeah. ever. But the hooks are there to enable it. Yeah, I think that's probably. I don't know. Quick idea. Yeah. No, I. It's something I've still got to keep exploring, but yeah. Well, maybe by the end of the season, we'll we'll come back to it. So we'll leave that out as a teaser. We'll see if somebody else has a cool idea and or we'll hear what you end up doing by the time we're true. done recording this season true true to that point right now this season has um no purpose whatsoever no theme no theme <laughs> it has a purpose oh it has a purpose sorry <laughs> there's there's no real continuity uh at the moment we do ask on twitter we we want to hear uh what you think so don't be afraid like Seriously, at this point, you can just be like, hey, I want to hear I'll talk about testing more. And you're going to get a whole season on testing. So, yeah, just um, until then, we're going to kind of talk about current events and we'll make the next one a bit more technical. Cool. And we'll go from there. Awesome. Looking forward to it. It's good to be back. Yeah. Well, see you next time. See ya. Show notes for this episode can be found at basecodefieldguide.com slash 31.